Today on CityCast Chicago, from Beyonce to the Bear, this year was a big one for music and pop culture in Chicago. I've got CityCast Marketing Director Caroline Patton and Marketing Coordinator Jermaine Thomas in the building to talk about some of our favorites. It's Thursday, December 14th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago's talking about. Morning, Caroline. Good morning. Morning, Jermaine. Welcome back. Good morning. Thank you for the warm welcome. Hey, I'm glad to have y'all here. Caroline, you are someone we all know for music, whether you're sh- uh, sharing the latest shows from the week or talking about the concerts that you spent, oh my God, an unforgivable amount of money on throughout this year, my G. Yeah. <laughs> you be doing it. I'm proud of you. But when we think about our favorite moments, when you think about that favorite festival or that favorite concert of the year, Caroline, what, what's the one that stands out in your mind this year? Okay, so I I did go to the big one, the big two. Taylor Swift and Beyonce, I I did go to those. So, like, those are obvious ones, I think. Mm-hmm. I could talk about those. I think we all know that those are incredible. And so I'm going to highlight shows that I went into that I was not expecting to enjoy that I actually came out and be and thought, like, mm. oh, I want to listen to this artist more, and I'm so happy that I came to this. The one that is, like, was I was shocked about. So I, it was a new venue and a new artist. Well, not a new artist, but an artist that I don't mm-hmm. often listen to. We've talked about the venue before, but I had not been to a show there. It was Auditorium Theater. I was, like, so okay. excited to go, and I finally got to see a show there, and it is does not disappoint. Like, it is literally incredible. And so just by that, like, I think that helped elevate the concert. But the artist, which is a legacy artist, like, a lot of people love this artist, but I was not that excited to see them, was the National Um, they played at Auditorium. They did four nights, I think sold out every night. They're a hugely beloved, like, indie rock band. But I don't know. I'm not, I don't gravitate often towards, like, an upper middle class white man that's complaining about his life. Typically not my music (laughs) that I'm into. Drag them. But, like, it's just not for me vibes. But, um, I really enjoyed them. I thought he was, like, something about Mm -hmm. shows for me is when the front man, like, quote unquote, gets it, which is what me and my boyfriend say when an artist knows their audience, plays to their audience. And the National, they just, like, did, they got it. Like, they were, their fans were, like, so into it, and their frontman was so good. And I was just like, wow, this is actually so good. I'm going to go listen to their music, which I would not have ever really done before. I really only went because I got a free ticket. And then honorable mention, too, I have to mention Mm -hmm. them, um, the, it's like an eight or nine piece band called Caroline. We live, we stand. <laughs> and I think they're out of the UK, but they played one of my favorite venues that I don't think people talk about enough, which is Constellation. And Constellation, I think it's like Avondale would maybe be, and I love that venue. And Caroline played there and it was so cool. It's like an eight or nine piece. They rotate instruments, they all harmonize. And it was so cool. I love that. Uh, Jermaine, what was your favorite concert, favorite festival moment this year? No, for sure. So I'm definitely on the same track as Caroline, you know, like we did the Beyonce's and the Lala's and stuff, you know, everyone loves them. So we're going to go down the the path less traveled. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to say Janelle Monae was my number one concert Mm. of the year. I just like being there and like the vibe that Janelle curates as an artist, I think was really important for me, like being in at, you know, the Byline Aragon Bank 
ballroom, whatever their name is. Um, and it's see 5,000 people. And just like everyone was feeling free and like vibing, like enjoying the music and like really like in the show. The way that, that Janelle makes music and what their goal is to really talk about like queer like freedom and like openness and just like living life and like loving your existence um, was really such like a great time for me. And that is like, that's what concerts are about is the feeling that mm -hmm. you get from them. So that is one that I will always kind of like remember. And I, like anytime like I spend the, the age of pleasure, I'm going to remember like how watching that show like really made me feel. I mean, obviously, y'all both talked about going to some of the big shows, you know, relatively speaking, in terms of cost. Like, did you still feel this year, whether it was a big show or all the way down to little? Do you feel like you you got your money's worth this year? And, and how did how does the cost, you know, maybe impact your decision to go or not to go to shows this year, Jermaine? Yeah, like I went to 23 different like large concerts this year, which was very heavy on the wallet. Like it was crazy. I think like concert prices, they are very, very high these mm -hmm. times. And it does play into my decision making like more so now that, than it did earlier this year. Because like now I'm like, dang, looking back on 2023, like I really kind of uh, burned a hole in my pocket. I mean, I famously spent, I'll say it, $1,300 on my Taylor Swift ticket. I did. So was it worth $1,300? I don't know. Swifties, I feel like they're going to go for me. <laughs> I don't know. I But I'm I'm by nature, like, I love Empty mm -hmm. Bottle. Like, I love Constellation. I'm not, I yeah. don't, I'm not a Soldier Field gal. But, I mean, I think the major shows, the big production, you know, mm -hmm. surprisingly, like, I'm a huge Jonas Brothers fan. I've loved them forever. But I was like, thought I was going to go underwhelmed for that one. They did a great job with production. Beyonce, obviously, next level. Tonight is gonna be a good night. Yay! So I, I do feel like worth it. I I don't think going to a concert is ever not worth the money. Ever. Yeah. I, that's just I feel I like am. this this was the year that I probably stepped back. I didn't go to any stadium, really arena shows this year. And again, like I said, some big ones came through. Uh but the the my favorite festival moment and Luckily, I got to go for free. Uh, this is the first year I got some really nice photo pit uh, passes, and I got to see Yaya Bay at Ooh. Pitchfork. Uh, and Yaya's music is is so dope. The performance was amazing. Uh, it was like low key raining out there, but the pictures I got, y'all, are so so damn good. <laughs> and it was almost like because at one point I was like one of the only ones down there. And at one point she like noticed and so like gave me like a pose. And I was just like, oh, this is so cool. Uh, <laughs> and so that was probably uh, my favorite festival moment was feeling like a concert slash festival photographer for like three hours at Pitchfork. Some uh, some great acts that night that uh, but that Yaya show was 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 absolutely perfect. That sounds like like the perfect day. Like honestly, Jacoby, like I'm trying to be like you. Just give me like two more years and I need to be in somebody's pit. Like what's going on? What's up? All right, so from talking about festivals and concerts to talking about uh, your favorite songs from a Chicago artist. Jermaine, I'm going to start with you. What was your favorite song from a Chicago artist this year? So I'm going to go with uh, Spend the Night by BJ the Chicago Kid and Coco Jones. Um, okay. It like just came out, but it really kind of like shot to, to the top of my list. I love the 
the groove of it, like the fun, like R&B type situation mm-hmm. and like the string section, it was bumping and just like something that like just make you want to like feel good and like wave your head a little bit. Um, Coco Jones, obviously, like rising star. We love Coco. Mm-hmm. I-, I hope they're going to play a little bit of these songs so people can. can just feel a little we, bit. To, to feel, just just a little bit. Caroline, what was your favorite song from Chicago Artists this year? If you can't get a snippet, I'll sing. You want me to sing a little taste? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You don't want me to sing. Um, I can't. I have to say two because there's there's two that like are equal for me. And it's not mm-hmm. just that they're my favorite songs by Chicago Artists of the Year. They're my favorite songs of the year. I like Ooh. have listened to them over and over again. I love them. They're both early songs. Like I think they both came out January, February. So I can't not say both. And I think I'm going to start with the one that is really Chicago. I think anybody living in Chicago will like totally relate. It's called Sudafed by Namdi. It's so good like it is so good it's kind of a story about a guy having kind of a mental breakdown on the l and what transpires after that happens but the music is great the story is great again like super relatable and it's got a kind of like a little wink and a little uh humor to it which i always really enjoy song which will be a staple in my music history for life it's called dickhead blues by kara jackson it's also it's not about chicago necessarily but it's a great story about dickheads <laughs> i don't know if i'm allowed to say that and it's just really humorous but also so relatable so like anybody can relate that's dated someone that's a jerk i'm not as worthless as i once thought I am pretty top notch. I am pretty top notch. I am pretty top notch. I'm useful. We got some BJ the Chicago kid. Some Kara Jackson, Sudafed by Namdi. Yes. Uh, so we got three. And then I'm going to finish us off um, with, I think it was my favorite album of the year. It came off uh, The Patience from Mick Jenkins. Well, I think it's just one of the most, if not the most underrated uh, like rapper in hip hop right now. And this album and this song, uh, Michelin Star, which is the opening uh, of the album, just felt like him coming like right out the blocks and reminding people, honestly, how just frustrated he is uh how disgruntled he is with uh you know the fact that people don't recognize just how cold this man is and how long he's been this good hey speakers knock but i didn't get it by my lonely lighters up i gotta burn one for the homies that forever stay down since the only island that we seen was stony water murky that shit felt more like the everglades high rises and so it just it had this this very arrogant, very cocky flow to me, uh, but it, but it still had this wise beyond his years for a man who's only like thirty two to this point. Um, and so Michelin Star was probably my song of the year. And if you see it underneath one of them like end of the year recap videos that I'm gonna be dropping, uh, just just know I warned you here. Just know I warned you. Here. <laughs> Between Yaya Bay at Pitchfork and uh, 
taking photos of Mick Jenkins at the Civil Room block party. Those were my two favorite photo pit moments. Um, and, and the pictures I got out of it are just... I'm gonna have to find a place to drop maybe Instagram, maybe Twitter or something. Uh, so so people know I ain't capping over here that, that we was out here shooting. <laughs> Don't gatekeep. Don't gatekeep photos. Shooting, shooting. We're, we're, we're waiting. <laughs> I would like to see it. I would. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, obviously, with y'all, we had to talk festivals and music, uh, but there's some other things going on around Chicago this year, right? We're talking pop culture, and that, that can mean anything. Your favorite book. What was going on in Chicago TV this year? Maybe Chicago fashion. Uh, Caroline, what was that uh, big moment for you? Uh, my answer is going to be divisive, so I'm scared <laughs> to say it. It's polarizing, but listen, there's nothing better after a night out, about, you know, midnight, 1.30, when you're like, where do we go to next? We're going to the casino, baby. We're going to the casino, baby. Let's go. I'm ready. And so, yeah, I'm sorry. Caroline, so you be at the casino, dog. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so find me at the blackjack tables at about 2.30. And we'll see how long I stay, depending on I am a gambler by love and heart and really familial. All my family, we do. We go to the casino on Christmas. So I am so excited. Obviously, I know it's divisive and there's still a lot that like needs to be better about the casino experience in Chicago and especially Mm -hmm. the new one. But gosh, dang it. I'm so excited to be able to go to casino late night. So that's my pop culture. I'm so excited. And and, and for people... who may be out of the loop, she ain't talking about Hammond. She ain't talking about in the West suburbs. We talking about uh, opened earlier this fall, the temporary casino at Medina Temple in River North. Uh, The Bally's Casino will is forthcoming at the former uh, Chicago Tribune site. Uh, But the, the Bally's is open. I've only been the ones. And I went on like sort of a, you know, kind of low key, kind of dead night. It wasn't really popular. But I actually haven't heard from somebody who is like, where are we going next? The casino. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is what has been your experience in terms of like the maybe the food or you're just interacting with, with the people who work even. there or you, you don't care about none of that? I'm What's your even. game? What's your Blackjack. game? Blackjack. I don't know how to play anything else. <laughs> I'm not wasting my money on slots. Sorry. So that's where I'm going. And it's honestly like I love it, but my boyfriend like really loves it. So it's honestly mostly his idea to go. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm getting whatever drink I'm drinking that night. And I'm chilling there for a couple hours. Not oh my big. The minimums are rough though. The minimums are rough at this one. So like that's where I can't really stay that long. But once we get to like some better minimums, whoo, I'm there. <laughs> uh, bet minimums, y'all, which means you got to bet a certain amount to sit at that table and play. Yeah. And obviously, if you get more and more money, some tables they're like you can't sit here if, uh, under twenty dollars. You can't sit here for under fifty, under hundred as it gets higher, higher. That is definitely one of the biggest news stories, but for you, I'm glad it's one of the biggest uh, sort of entertainment yeah. pop culture stories of the year. Uh, Jermaine, what's hey. your pop culture moment of the year? You know, um, I'm going to go really um, like not unique here, and I'm going to say the the bear was my top moment. Um, it was just like, you know, it, I took like two or three months to watch it. Like I, mm-hmm. I took my time step by step. Waited like a week or two between episodes. And I think that was a really good decision because it let the life lessons that were kind of like baked into the episodes, like really kind of sit for a while. And like watching the characters like grow throughout the season was like so much fun to watch, especially like Richie's episode, mm-hmm. uh, the Olivia Coleman cameo and like that, that last moment when they flash that, uh, oh, the sign that said every second counts, like tens across the board like you because you know you're in the kitchen you cook fast whatever but also like in life like 
be happy with where you are. Every second counts, like be in the moment, you know? So that, that really stuck with me. And let's just be honest. I, I put it, I watch, a, I watch a lot of TV. I, I like good TV. I'd put the Bear Holiday episode up against any episode of television Kobe. this year, pound for pound, to get Bob Odenkirk, to get Jamie mm -hmm. Lee Kirk, to get all of those actors in one place, just long shots, seeing everyone's face, everyone's experiences. This family is like slowly breaking down, revealing all the like cracks in the foundation. It was the most heart racing episode of TV I saw all year. I watched it at least three or four times with different groups to watch them experience it. Uh, season two dropped over the summer, uh, and now season three is now in production. My sort of moment is me giving some flowers to somebody I've given flowers to on the podcast before. Uh, Joe Fresh Goods had yet another fantastic year as one of Chicago's like premier fashion designers, uh, gym shoe designers. His collaborations this year just continued years of good runs. He started off the year with his um, Chocolate Valley Resort collection. I've got the 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 sort of pink and brown cardigan. It feels amazing. Um, <laughs> He also dropped a Beneath the Surface collaboration with New Balance in the video that came out to promote it had Chicago West Side Legend Twister in it. And like the videos he does for his drops are, are equally art, right? He had the, the What If collection with New Balance that was like, what if Michael Jordan selected New Balance over Nike? And y'all, you gotta go to his Instagram right now to watch the latest video drop for his upcoming New Balance shoe campaign called 1998. The video features Smino. It's this playoff, this 1998 movie called Belly. Um, and he's got a raffle going uh, for people to enter to try to get one of the three colorways of the shoe. I'm trying to get them Keisha Blues. Uh, but it's just, for me, it's like, even if you don't like the clothes, you don't like the shoes, the the marketing, the promo around it, the the Chicagoans that are sprinkled in his in his uh in his posters and in his in his ads, I just I think it's some of the coolest things. And then he's always doing collabs with like the the socks and the and the cups. So I just an, another fantastic year uh, for fashion. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that I get them Keisha blues. I think that'll be the best Christmas gift to myself uh, to end this December. So I know it ain't no way for for me to 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 rig the raffle. But Joe, if you're hearing this, if somebody passed this clip along to you, you know. Size 13. Uh, so, yeah, those are some great moments all around. We got some TV for y'all. You know, pop over to the casino after a late, late night. Uh, and if you like me, enter to try to win that raffle for these 1998, uh, for the 1998 inspired New Balance. Right. Or don't. Don't leave enter, it open actually. for me. Let uh, but, you know, I, you, you said don't gatekeep. <laughs> so I'll drop the That's raffle true. link in the show notes uh, for folks. I want to give another shout out uh, to, to two of our amazing folks from the marketing team, marketing director Caroline Patton and marketing coordinator Jermaine Thomas. Thank you all for stopping by today. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Before we let you go, now is the time to become a founding member of CityCast Chicago. But Kobe, what does that mean? Well, maybe you ain't been listening this week. I got you. When you become a member of CityCast Chicago, you're supporting the work we do every day to help you feel connected to this city in the ways we do. And if you do it now, in addition to some pretty cool perks like, like ad-free listening, members-only updates, you'll also get to say you were one of the first, one of the originals. Become a member now at membership.citycast.fm. 
Of course, I'm not just hitting your pockets. I also got some good news for you. You know how I'm always talking about the great things you can do at the Chicago Public Library? Well, here's one thing I didn't even know they had. This morning at the Douglas Branch in North Lawndale and Sunday afternoon at the West Inglewood Branch, you can see and learn about some real dope animals live in person. You might see a, a, a highly intelligent and chatty parrot, maybe a, a soft chinchilla or, or real tough tortoise. Hey, they might pull up with that four to five foot python, you never know. Stay up on all the events at the public library by checking out the link in the show notes. As always, we appreciate you for listening, reading, bookmarking chicago.citycast.fm and becoming one of the founding members. Join us here bright and early tomorrow. We're breaking down some key stories from the week with some CityCast OGs. I'm talking about Carrie Shepard and our friend Ariane Nettles. Talk to you then. Peace. <laughs>